Welcome to the Birthplace Studio Series on the 2024 Spalding Hoopaw Classic. Each edition of the podcast will feature interviews, game recaps, behind-the-scene information, featured stories, and more from the event. Hey everyone, we are back from day four of the 2024 Spalding Hoopaw Classic. I'm Reese Merritt, and across from me is... Caitlin Coopia, yeah. a.k.a. Coop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have a nickname, do I? No. No, I guess no nickname. Mm. That's all right. I mean, I have yeah, some I in know. the past, but I don't know if I should, should share. I could share. Now I'm curious. Okay, maybe later in the episode, we will go over Reese's nicknames. Yeah, stay tuned. Um, so we're back from day four. We're going to go over some of, well, all of the scores that occurred from today's games. So to start off with game one, the boys Bishop O'Connell High School versus Cardinal Ritter High School. Bishop won 63 to 54. Game two was Hudson Catholic High School against Gonzaga College High School. Um, Gonzaga won 72 to 67. Um, one of the players, Todd Pettiford, um, I got to speak to today. He put up 33 points, almost half of all the points that were put up. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Game three, Imhotep Charter, High, uh, Charter School played against Damafa Catholic High School. Um, Imhotep. 158 to 41. Game four was, remind me how to say this, Caitlin. La Lumiere. Yeah, La Lumiere. Um, school played against Arizona Compass Prep. Um, and La Lumiere played, uh, won in a nail biter. Yeah, that was a good game. Yeah, 47 to 46. Um, I caught the tail end of that, um, but wasn't able to watch the whole thing. Game five was the Sunrise Christian Academy against IMG Academy. IMG 175 to 65. Game six, Don Bosco Prep. Yup. Bill yep. Harper. <laughs> 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 One against Archbishop Stephenike High School, 74 to 67. Um, we have some a little more info about Harper from an interview you did. Um, game seven was a big one. Game six was too, um, but big one because it was Montgomery Academy against Prolific Prep. Um, a really nice matchup. Um, Score of that one was 76-71 Montverd. And the last game was Oak Hill Academy versus Brewster Academy, both who lost to Montverd. Um, Brewster, another nail-biter, uh, won 73-71. That's your roll call on that. Um, Want to begin with the first game? Yeah. So I was down on the court taking pictures. Yep. Most of the day, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a great story coming. Oh. Uh, but not in this game. That didn't happen. So uh, we had Bryson Tucker, who was one of the ESPN top 100 recruits. He was number 20. He's yep. class 2024. Um, there was a lot of different momentum shifts in that mm. game, as you can see with the scores. Oh, right. Cardinal Ritter was leading after quarter one. Right. Uh, that was the only time they were leading. Right. In terms of box score. So I wouldn't say there positions. were many different momentum shifts. <laughs> well, no, I still, I still you feel think? like. No, absolutely. Because, like, I mean, Cardinal Ritter had the lead in the first quarter. And then, I mean, Bishop completely took over in the next, in, at halftime because of 31 24. That's true. That's true. And both teams kind of scored a lot of points, but Bishop really took it at the third quarter with 53. Points, Cardinal Ritter having 38, and then the final being 63-54. So it was a nine-point lead. 
which is not what it was at the third quarter. It was right. 15. So I guess they cut it a little bit. What I saw from that one compared to some of the other games was I felt like the rhythm was a little bit off. I mean, I know we're watching a lot of really talented athletes, and I'm not saying the, these players weren't, but it, it was it was different. It was a little bit different. Like the only player that I was like, oh wow, that's that's a really impressive player that then it made sense. It was Bryson Tucker. Yeah. Where he was like having really good shot blocking. Um, really was the only one to get in a good rhythm. Um, he had 15 points alone in the third quarter. Jaden Harris was MVP for uh, Bishop O'Connell. He had 20 points, four rebounds, and then how do you read the last one? Eight. Did you show eight, it to me? Eight dash 14. <laughs> I'm not a basketball <laughs> fan. <laughs> oh, field goals made. made. Right, but like. Eight of, four t- eight of 14? Eight out of 14. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. I guess you could say out of or of. Eight of Either way. Right. Um, I, I think I think game two deserves a lot of um, talking points. Let's put it that way. A lot of talking points. Um, one, and we'll get to Todd Pettiford, um, who I enjoyed talking to. But the the other one was um, Caitlin's catastrophe. <laughs> um, Caitlin, would you want, do you want to talk about that? Okay. Because well, because we were all you know very very hysteric. Hysteric. <laughs> that's not a word. Ecstatic, and you know. We're yeah, having good, give, we're having a good time I'll out of the press my, box. I'll give my POV, and then you can give yours. Because okay, you okay, saw, right. like, a bird's-eye view of it. Yes, uh, yeah, I was, oh, like, yes. <laughs> you were You were on the floor taking pictures. Also, I really don't remember what happened. I think <laughs> I have a concussion from it, but, uh, yeah, so. You don't have a concussion. Okay. You don't have a concussion. Well. well let's explain first. So, game two was uh, Hudson and Gonzaga. I was down taking pictures in our little Springfield student spot, yep. which is... Right underneath the hoop. And I, okay, so I've been taking pictures every day now and haven't really come close to any of the players coming near me or, like, stepping on me whatsoever. So I actually saw the other day one of the players kind of ran into one of the tables and the guy in the chair fell backwards. And I was like, oh, I hope that doesn't happen to me yeah and i was about to say something because i was sitting next to tucker and i was about to be like you know like i haven't been i haven't came close to them getting near me or falling because they're right in front of you well spoke too soon Mm. uh i really don't know how to explain it other than i was trying to take videos for nick yep and I'm sitting there, like, looking through my lens. All of a sudden, <laughs> I just get, like, <laughs> trampled. And I, I swear. Your head went flying, So I I'm say. sitting crisscross. <laughs> I'm sitting crisscross. And I was on kind of the end of, there's, like, two rows of tables. And then there's a gap in between them. Yeah, where so the hoop is sitting. Right. right. It's between. Yep. And. I'm sitting crisscross. My legs did not move <laughs> and my upper body just yeah, kind of like turned the other way. And I'm the guy f- literally just fell on me. Well, like, I'm very confident that was Pettiford. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was Pettiford. So I can I like, think he got, you know, tripped and fell and like he, he just, there was no stopping him. Wait, is that the one that you interviewed? Yes. So he's good. So like I can oh. brag about him falling on me. <laughs> <laughs> is that something you want to brag about? I don't know. <laughs> but... Okay, yeah, from our viewpoint of view? Yeah, but wait, okay. I'm okay, not okay. done. So <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there's more to it. What happened next? So I'm, like, down, and the kid can't even get up <laughs> because he's, like, half 
um, the floor is still half kind of still on me. And then I can't, I can't get up either because he's like on top of me. So he finally gets up and I'm just like looking around like, like dying laughing. I actually wasn't embarrassed. I thought it was so funny. So then I like kind of look up and my head was spinning a little. I don't think I have a <laughs> Maybe you do. You might have a concussion I after that. I don't think I have a concussion. But my head was definitely like, you know, when you hit your head, you're like, oh. You so got the wind knocked out of you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, I kind of sit up and I'm like laughing. Jay was behind me. I'm like, oh, my God. And then it was number five. That's all I got because <laughs> I don't know who it was. I just know it was number five. Literally asked me if I was okay like five times. And I was like, but yeah, that was nice. So shout out to him for doing that. Also, also. Tucker, Tucker was sitting next to me. And before that happened to me, Tucker got like backed up into. And mm. <laughs> the, oh, kid, right. the kid like almost fell over the table. It was so funny. And Tucker was like, ah, but yeah. Yeah. That number five guy was Omari Moore. That was his okay. name. Um, yeah, from my point of view, <laughs> like, we saw, we, of course, everyone in the press box kind of um, saw <laughs> someone get, like, smacked into by Pettiford. And, like, we didn't know it was you at first because we saw Tucker first. And we're like, oh, <laughs> right. Tucker almost got hit. And Jay, um, some of you have heard Jalen. Um, on the podcast too. JK talks. Yep, we yep. know her. A little they shout know out. Her. <laughs> <laughs> um, was sitting near you on a table, and we're like, oh, oh, we're like, wow, oh my god! <laughs> it's like a photographer just got hit hard, and then we're like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, so <laughs> and then the group chats yeah, are going off say. about concussion protocol. So yeah, and we were worried about this podcast specifically. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Hanging in there. Yeah. Um, I will say, <laughs> if I turn the way that my upper body turned when mm-hmm. I got right into my neck, definitely, you know, hurts a little. Hurts a little bit, but sorry to hear that. It's fine. That's fine. It's T- fine. What's his name? Todd. 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 Pettiford. He did it. So. Are you happy about that? I guess. I guess. Okay. Okay. That that's that's great. Yeah. He had 33 points. Yeah, yeah. And you probably already said that. but I, I did. <laughs> yeah, in my interview with him, um, he talked a little bit about drawing. Um, so listen to this. This is provided by me <laughs> from the, the Springfield The Reeves Merritt. Yeah, uh, take a listen. It depends on the situation, you know, in class. I just might doodle. You know, sometimes me and my friends, um, I have a few friends that you like to draw to me. Yeah, see something and like, yo, let's try this, and I do it too. Okay. It just depends on my situation. So I feel like from listening to this, and what I found probably most interesting is that I feel like a lot of these players who are of higher profile and all they pretty much devote themselves to is basketball. You don't hear often of other hobbies they do. So that was cool. I also think, I mean, you asked someone yesterday about their connection with God, or was that the day before my days are well, getting mixed up? Both um, Asa Newell from Montverde yep. um, talked about his um, his faith and faith in God, and so did Koa Pete. And it got brought up because I noticed in his Instagram profile that a young kid, who which I assumed was him, was hugging an older woman. I was like, okay, that, that might be 
his grandmother, but I wasn't sure. Didn't know. There's nothing on her. And then I asked him about it, and he kind of lit up, like which was kind of cool to see. Um, and it was his grandmother who passed away a couple years ago. So, and that's when he started talking about his faith in God. So, yeah, that's no. cool. I feel like it's funny because I want to say you're the only one that I've heard from that have asked players, all the players that you've talked to about something else other than basketball. Right. That I know. I I think I usually do try to. Yeah. Because, I mean, I find the stories that we do, I don't know if you'll f- you find them this way, but a little, they're a little odd because they're game stories, but they're a little bit feature stories too. They're both. Yep. So it, and they're, they're done really quickly and because they're because they're both they end up being a little bit less than 500 words maybe up to 800 yeah um so do you feel the same way that they're like partially game stories and yeah Yeah. i agree and i think which is not an issue no but it's it's also it's brand new and it's nice to touch on other things in their lives rather than just basketball and i think that they appreciate you asking questions about that too because like you just said that he lit up when yep. you asked him that question. Uh, I mean, I did a Q&A and had to ask funny questions like, <laughs> yep. what cartoon character do you think you're most like? And it's just kind of fun for them because right. everyone's so professional asking about the game. And I think, yeah, they don't always want to talk about basketball. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that they're always grilled a lot with questions. And it's you can see it's it. And I, see it I see it with Cooper Flagg. Oh, I'm sure. That it's just, he's just rattling off words. But if you catch him off guard, like asking one of those questions, then they totally have to kind of give an answer that's outside of what they would usually say. a little bit. And those are usually the players that it's a little bit harder to do it with. Yes. Too. But they don't get those questions very often. And it's definitely, if I was in their situation, I feel like I'd feel like this is a little bit relieving. Yeah, I was going to say, it's also like a feel-good moment because... uh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's okay. It's a feel-good moment. Yeah. Who who else did you interview? The Boozer Twins. How'd that go? Glad you asked because they they're playing tomorrow, so still still can talk about them. Yeah. Uh, so I was down there. Okay, let me give you a quick little rundown of m- this. Is I would say is my first experience down in the media room with a bunch of other people standing there asking questions because I interviewed the Who's It Kids. And I kind of mentioned this in our other podcast. They were kind of introducing themselves to me. And that was kind of cool to see. But it's like the Boozer twins are not going to introduce themselves to me. Right. So I went down there with Luke and it's a QA. and a So I'm like asking funny questions and we're all in a group. And I've kind of never done that before. So I go down. Cameron comes in first. So one of them is 6'3", one of them 6'9". That's how I could tell them apart. And, of course, the one that walks in doesn't have his jersey on, and they're twins. Not that they oh. look alike, but I'm like, great, I'm not going to know who this is. And I, a lot of my questions, it was like, what do you feel like Cameron, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was about the other twin. Right. So I'm like, I don't want to mess up their name. And also, if I go up to them, you always say, like, oh, hey, Cameron, or how are you doing? Like, stuff like that. And I didn't want to butcher it because I would have been really awkward, and I probably would have <laughs> want to walk out of the room. And anyways... He walks in, and I'm kind of trying to decipher the height difference between me and him. I'm like, there's no way that kid's 6'9". So (laughs) I go over, go around the table. So Cameron walks in first, and 
I'm standing around, you know, the high top tables are pretty small and everyone kind of comes in. I was one of the very few girls. I was I was the only girl that was standing around the pack interviewing, which usually I don't mind. Or I guess I would say I've never been aware of it until I walked in the yeah. media room and yeah. I was like, okay, this is a little intimidating. Mm-hmm. And I put my phone on the table. A guy tried to push me out of the way. And I was like, listen, we are all here for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Put your phone on the table. And it's it's not like you can't hear. But it's I get it. They have a job to do. They're getting paid for it. Right. So, but you're still equally as qualified to be there. Thank you. Appreciate well, that. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, right. like, I'm serious. Like, we're also part of a newspaper. Right. Even though it's student, it's still, like, we have credentials, too. And I would think that they would probably, I don't know, maybe they don't care. They probably don't care because it's their job. But I you th- would think they would appreciate you a little more because you're the one that's going to be going out in the world doing exactly what they are. But It probably depends on the person because I feel like some, some are going to be like, I work for so-and-so company. I get paid to do this. I need to get my quote. But others are probably like, I remember being in, in your shoes. Right. Yeah. I see this. It's just young like a human y- thing. I see this young college student trying to do this thing. I'm gonna let them be able to do this because they've probably never done it before. Right. And I've done it, you know, X amount of times, which is a large amount. So, I'm standing there trying not to get pushed out of the way because I'm like, listen, again, we're all here and. You need to respect that. So, first guy asks about 20 questions. Kid you not. Maybe, t- okay, realistically, <laughs> probably 10. Okay. <laughs> but still, it's a lot. And I'm just like, I kept looking at Luke because I'm like, what do, what do I do? I wanted to get them by myself. I don't know. This guy's asking so many questions. There's so many people around me that still need to ask questions. And also, two more players from Columbus came up. So, that was kind of like free-for-all, asking them all questions at the same time. So it wasn't like... And I didn't want to be like, hey, Cameron, like, what's your favorite pregame meal? And them, that's just, like, irrelevant. Everyone's going to laugh at me if I ask that. But even if I were to say, hey, I'm writing a Q&A. So after they were done, Mm -hmm. everyone left. This one guy pulls Cameron aside and squeezes in between. So there's, there's the table, and then there's a pillar, and then there's a basketball hall of fame kind of like what would you call that it's like a like a background kind of thing yeah and he squeezes him in between the pillar in the background so no one can see them and he's like sorry i just need to pull you aside ask you a couple questions and i'm like i'm gonna walk over there because it's free game i walk over there squeeze in between put my phone in the kid's face and <laughs> not that close. The other guy, was, so I literally I, thought he, he was about to like eat his phone. Yeah, for a little insight, I feel like there are a lot of <laughs> reporters and journalists who put their phones a little too close to like their subject's face. You can hear it. Even if it's so far away, yeah. you can still hear. So I don't, I don't understand that. But And also, one other thing I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, they talk so quietly. The players? The question when people ask questions, yeah, they whisper. Yeah, I, I don't know. I if feel that's like I accidentally do that a little bit too. In my first interview, I got better. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like no one speaks loud. It's I like mean, a very private. I think. Like, hey, how'd you think the game was today? I think it's hard because in that room, it's like if so many people are asking questions, it's so hard to hear. 
And depending on your subject, they may be quieter or louder. That's true. You know. Yeah. It's a no matter what, it is a really hard environment. So then again, that guy asks about ten questions and I'm like, This kid is not gonna wanna talk to me. Like he's gonna wanna leave after this because he's already been here for ten minutes. So he could tell this is also very nice and I think they're still in the spot where yes they are big, but they also are respectable to people who want to talk to them and I'm sure they I'm mm-hmm. sure they love it like they're at that age where I'm sure they still love to talk to the media yeah. like some of them maybe not Cooper Flag, but <laughs> um <laughs> so anyways the guy's done and Cameron could tell that I wanted to talk to him so I kind of jumped on him and was like hey like I'm writing a Q&A uh I have some random questions that have nothing to do with the game and he was very nice and then of course, the other one walks in, and everyone pounces on him, and I'm like, I'm still talking to this one. So I finish with him, walk over to the other one. This one guy asked the most inappropriate question. I don't even want to say it. Something okay. about... I told you. Maybe? I don't know. Something about an incident that happened with his dad and a ref in okay. an NBA game. And I'm like, why are, you, why are you bringing this up? And Cameron seemed, like, very uncomfortable. And then... Again, another person hogging all the questions. And then the girl's like, he's got to change. So he goes out in the hallway, changes, comes back in. And I'm like, I'm going to get to him first. So I get And I'm like, hey, can I get by yourself? And he was, again, very, very nice. Gave me a fist bump. So nice. not going to wash my hands, but uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you going to wash your hands? I don't know. Because Cameron <laughs> Boozer touched my hand. And you got to keep that DNA yep, on. Yep. Just like, <laughs> just like this shirt. <laughs> Because it's a high pedophile. <laughs> okay, but yeah, that was that was my. Experience. Yeah, it's that might have been a little long, but it's no, okay. it's it's okay. Uh, it's interesting because no one really knows that until they've done it, mm-hmm. like been in that room, and it's it's not. It's all interviews are different. For sure, even you know ha- who else is interviewing them? Are you interviewing right. them one or one on one on one? Are other players in the room? You know, how many media members are there? Um, how much time do the players have? So it's all, there's like so many variables and you're all learning it like within like a minute le- or less. It's not even like you can partially start to learn it. It's like, no, you just have to jump right in right. with all those professionals. There's like people from NBA, there's people from ESPN and you're like, okay, I'm here asking you about, you know, what's your favorite this or that? And it's like, I don't know. It's just... Yeah. It's a little intimidating, but it's yeah. fun. Once sh- I feel like now, once I got one out of the way, it's like it's fun. Once you get one out of the way, it gets, um, it gets better. But yeah, I, I, in person is definitely different too. Like then, we have Dylan Harper on the phone. I was a little mm. more confident in that one. Also, I think going down right after the game, even if you have your questions planned out, again, there's so many people in there, and if you're asking a question in front of all those professionals. Yep. Uh, I th- yeah, it's it's hard to not be like prepared. I I don't know how to explain how to explain that. You're you're prepared. Like you're prepared, but sometimes I feel like it doesn't go as you think it would. Oh no, it's like you're trying to prepare for the unexpected. Yeah. Cause, and you can't do that because it's unexpected. But right. like you do the most research you absolutely can so that if something does change, you're at least like. 98% ready to go right. for it. Because it's also like so, it just happens so fast. Right. <laughs> so Imhotep, 
Um, and Damatha, I said that right. Um, yep. Math. Damatha. Damatha Catholic High School. Um, again, Imhotep won. Um, but Pat Fergus has provided um, us uh, a quote in part of his interview from the coach of Damatha. His name is Mike G. Jones III. Um, he talks a little bit about starting up in coaching and where he came from. So this is Pat Fergus from the Springfield Student. Uh, I would say uh, Lionel Hollins, um, former uh, Memphis Grizzly uh, head coach, and he uh, you know, coached for the Brooklyn Nets as well. So I was one of his uh, assistant coaches and also uh, started off in the video as a video coordinator. But uh, Coach Hollins has been uh, just great, just wonderful mentor. I can bounce some ideas off of him. He uh, kind of helped me figure out that I wanted to be a coach, you know, when I played for him. So it was just another great opportunity. I think I always find it really interesting where coaches come from because you see them as a coach. You see them as a head coach, and it's like, wow, they're head coach. They lead this yeah, entire, they they lead this entire team. Yeah, they all have different stories, too. And it's like, where did they start? Like, they didn't just become a head coach. Right. Um, and so hearing Jones the Thirds where he came from that that's i find that always interesting um not that not that jones is is like less than or anything but it's like every single one i think is interesting to hear like i think about bill belichick now that <laughs> he's not foxborough fanatics shout out um now i know i haven't even i haven't even been able to talk about that because we've been here so eventually we're ha, but guess what i got mine in first so bill belichick it's <laughs> like he started with his father you know, and he was originally um, he like worked with the Lions as a as a young guy. So I I I enjoy listening to those. I I am a sucker for like backstory and like like who were you as a kid? I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you have like a topic that you really like asking people about, like a certain situation at all. No, like in general. Maybe <laughs> I like I, I mean in interviews like I feel like I have asked a lot about like how did you start like how did you begin this how did you get to be at such a high level right off the bat because it appears like it's right off the bat but it's probably not right they're human beings too you know I'm trying to think so yeah I guess we can talk about this a little more in the later game six with Don Bosco but yep. I talked with Dylan Harper's mom, who's the assistant coach of Don Bosco. And, yeah, it's cool because, again, she's such a big part of the team. And getting to listen to her talk about kind of how she got there is very interesting because, right, like she's not – she doesn't just start there right away. She played basketball in college and started her first coaching job when she kind of realized that – her playing days are over, but yeah, we can talk about that a little more when that game comes up. Yeah. So seeing Jones, you know, have the influence from former NBA head coach. I mean, NBA is a big name as it is. Um, Lionel Hollins, um, when he served as assistant coach for the Nets in 2015. Um, I don't know. Again, I find it interesting. But yeah. Do you want to move into the um, Don Bosco topic? Uh, what's next? La Lumiere. I don't have much to say about <laughs> that one other than it was close. I mean, it was a great <laughs> game. I didn't get to watch as much as it, as some others. Yeah, I so agree. I don't have any comments on that one. 
I guess I have like a generic comment. Okay. Uh, What's your generic I don't know if I've comment? mentioned this, but this is probably the most amount of basketball games I've ever watched <sighs> in my life before. And I'm starting to appreciate it more. It's very fun, especially being down there taking pictures. Yeah. But my thing is whenever the score is close, I'm like three pointer, that's three points, right? And I'm like, they're gonna I'm like this game is gonna <laughs> A go. A three pointer <laughs> if my math's but I'm like, right but I'm like, would be three points. I know, but I'm thinking to myself, like, this game's gonna go in overtime and that was one of the games that I was thinking was gonna go in overtime. Mm. So we've had one overtimer so far. Yep. The first O T. Remember? We sat here thinking like an hour thinking of a uh a story, title. A story title. Yeah. But yeah. So the second OT. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just had this on my mind um, because I'll explain like what you were saying that, hey, you need three points and a three pointer is three points. Right. Believe it or not. That's um, crazy. Something you said on the way over to <laughs> arriving to talk today. Um, do you mind if I share this? Have at it, because it's so funny. It's so funny. So I was saying, as a joke, for fun, that, you know, all the players drive through, like, next to Blake to get to Blake Arena, where Hoopal is located. And I was like, you know, it's funny that Cooper Flagg has probably seen Gulick Hall on Springfield College, because Gulick Hall is right across from Blake Arena, and I was just (laughs) saying that. Just as a fun thing. And <laughs> and Caitlin goes, Oh my god, the players stay in Gulick Hall? Uh spoiler alert, they, they in don't. fact do not <laughs> I just stay learned that at Gulick Hall. Um because freshmen live there. Right. Right. So they can't live there. See, here's here And that would be a very odd situation. I guess. I guess. <laughs> There's your your liner, your one liner, and uh, again, I guess. I guess, and yeah, no, (laughs) or no, yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, I guess my other. (laughs) There's I guess again. My other thing was, if I use a little bit of common sense, I mean the beds (laughs) are not that big lengthwise, and they're they're not fitting in there. Maybe even most of them are over six foot. That one guy. Who was who's the big guy? Oliver Seven. Fr- he was on IMG. Correct. Which is our next game. Uh, seven seven. He didn't even play. <laughs> no, he uh, the good talking boy. I when I watched him, I honestly it looked like like his legs hurt. Like he ran like very gingerly. I don't know why that is, but huh? I don't know if it's because of an injury or if like because he's so tall. Could be. I mean. Like that boy's I, I legs were like in his face when he was sitting down. I'm like, right. I was actually thinking because I was sitting down courtside. I'm like, that can't be comfortable to be that tall. Right. Like, think about that. Like, I feel like he may have joint issues. Probably. In the future. Or maybe now. I don't. I have no idea. That would be an interesting <laughs> we're <just> story. Making <laughs> <laughs> we're just making assumptions. Well, but I mean, it would be an interesting story to know that. Right. To think about that because. There, there's very few people who know what it's like to be seven seven, and he's one of them, one of the few. That would be a good story. What's it like to be so tall? And that's not the. <laughs> <laughs> I was going over like, no. like the pros and cons of it, not like what is it like to be tall. <laughs> How's the weather up there? No, this is this is 
This is why okay, okay. you can't do Back any more track. interviews for another year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Don Bosco, you ha- you captured a co- Do you want to say something before? <laughs> I don't know. I just had this one thought, and I'm sure this is obvious to everyone, but what's in- what's so interesting to me is, like, even if you are that tall, that doesn't mean that you're good at basketball. Well, of because course, you right. Know, like, think, when I was growing up, because I'm, I don't know, I'm, everyone says I'm tall for a girl i feel like i'm i'm like five eight so everyone's like oh you should play basketball like mm. everyone says that growing up when you're tall but it's like honestly i suck at basketball right. i mean i'm not seven something but i got yeah mean, you know i think i got the no same correlation thing when there. i was in middle school yeah so yeah okay next favorite game of the day <laughs> okay. don bosco um that's based on your opinion Okay, what was your? Oh, yours was Ma, was it Montverde? It was. It, it was. We'll get it to it. It was because you talked to Cooper Flag. You can and mine was Don Bosco because I talked to Dylan Harper. <laughs> talk about Don Bosco. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you had an interview. Sorry, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> brain <okay>. lag. <laughs> so you had an interview. I had an interview with him. I had a program story which was very cool. So this is what I was telling Braden when I was coming up with program story ideas. Yep. I was just randomly looking up players' names that were on the rosters of the teams. And like I said, I'm not that big of a basketball fan. I know big name basketball players just because they're big name. I know Ron Harper is a big name basketball player, but like yep. I don't really again, I don't really watch it. So I found Dylan Harper and I found out that his mom was the coach, assistant coach of his team. And I was like, wow, that's kind of interesting just to kind of talk about their connection there. uh, Like how long she's been coaching him for stuff like that. Not even knowing that he was ranked number two or that his father was Ron Harper or that his brother was Ron Harper Jr. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So when I got told that that story got picked, I started searching him and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's big. Yeah, I realized all those things. And so his father was a five-time NBA champion with the Lakers and the Bulls. Uh, actually, his, I'm pretty sure the parents are divorced, which is which was interesting mm-hmm. when I was talking to them because I didn't – I don't know what – you know, I did don't you know not, what's going on there. Did you not know? Like, did no, you not, I did. did you, but like, you knew, but, like, did it not feel like they were? I – no, my point is I didn't want to st- – because I talked to Maria and Dylan at the same time, and I kind of wanted to talk to Dylan by himself just to kind of ask him about his father. Because I don't know if there's, like, a still a connection there if they're divorced. I didn't yeah. want to kind of be like, hey, like, I know your ex-husband is. So I just didn't want to make it weird at all, which I don't think it is because he's such a big, big-known guy. Like, I think she kind of has to talk about him, especially because mm-hmm. that's his father. And yeah. Um, so he committed to Rutgers, which his brother went there, his brother. So his brother was playing for the Raptors G league. I know he got like a shoulder injury and he had to have, he has to have surgery on his shoulder. So he got like a medical wave, which I think the way that works, me being all basketball-y, you know, cause I'm so smart about basketball <laughs> with the way that works. I think if he can Um, like get healthy again after that they'll 
I don't know if they re-signed them. I don't know how that works, but he he could potentially be back on the team. Um, but yeah, so once I got the opportunity to talk to them, it was over the phone, and they were both very nice. Gave a lot of good answers. Dylan was actually Dylan's kind of goofy. Uh, he's like also not what I was expecting. He, I thought he was kind of shy, mm-hmm. but also I know how we talk a lot about that the guys are media trained with their answers. Yep. I would say he was giving answers that I wasn't expecting, which was cool. Yeah. Um, so one of the main parts of my story was to kind of find out the connection between him and his mom and kind of how, you know, I talked with them about how sometimes it might be difficult that she has to coach him and he might not, I mean, think of when your parent tells you to do something. Like, everyone gets that. So Yeah, don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> um, but I think he knows that she played Division One. She's been around basketball for a while, stuff like that. But um, I kind of just wanted to find out what their connection was. Like, on the court, one of the things that I asked him was, what's the best advice his mom has ever given him? And he was a little stumped at first, and she was on the phone. So I think he wanted to, like wanted to make her proud so (laughs) here's that clip uh no matter what no matter what always find a way i think that's probably the biggest thing is you know that anything's possible whatever you put your mind to i think that's interesting because it's going and looking at his mother his father's this big time you know been part of the nba You'd f- I think the typical person may ask, like, what have you learned from your father? Because father's been in the NBA. 100%. And it, clearly in the clip, little caught off guard by it and it, because it's about his mother. Right. Um, and it may not be the, you know, the golden ticket answer to it, but it still is meaningful when, you know, with his answer there. So. I agree. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move to this Montverde game. And I understand Montverde is big. First time they played, um, which was on Friday, they played Oak Hill, won uh, 80 to 50. The next day, they played Brewster. They won 91 to 58. Oh, so this is the closest game. This is the closest game. That's where I'm getting that's to. That's interesting. Is that because they won 76-71, this was an actual game before. Like, before I... When looking at these players, uh, they have Montverde has six players in the top fifty yep. for top the top one hundred list for recruits on ESPN. Um, it, no one else has that. Nothing close. Like that. That's like a team of NBA players. I could, I could see their starting lineup making the NBA. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt about that. Um, so to have perfect prep, be a team that. Are you making fun because I said it once? You've said things wrong before, <laughs> too. No. Prolific Prep was actually able to compete with them, um, even though they didn't have uh, who they, did. they didn't have Darian Reed there. Oh. Was, ranked, was ranked number nine. I didn't know that. He was there, but was injured. I did not know that. So, was he big Was he down there watching? Yes, yep. But he was injured. Oh. So you have to wonder what was going on there. Like, if they could they could they have won? Right. Who knows? I don't know. But Montverde did pull it off. Um, well, I guess it, I don't know if it was. I don't, I don't know if I'd say it was surprising, but 
um, Liam McNeely won MVP. I, I'm not going to say that's surprising, but he had 22 points. Derek Queen had 18. Cooper Flag had 15. But Cooper Flag was very um, – he, he put on a good performance on the defensive end because he had 10 um, total rebounds. Yeah. So – he had a couple good dunks in there. Get the crowd of course, going. Of course, of course. Like <laughs> little he hang is on very the hoop. He's very capable of that. So like, why? Uh, why not? Why not? <laughs> why not do that too? Yeah, he can do it. But so. that was an intense game. That's probably the arena was probably filled up the most ever, for in with all these games being considered. I think they did it. I don't know if they did this on purpose, but it was smart doing the Don Bosco in Montverde back-to-back because oh, so yeah. many people, that's when people started showing up for the right, Harper. Because Harper then was number two and then Cooper Flag was number one. Yep. And I don't think many other people knew about this, but we started in the Springfield Student, started in the media clubs in general, started previewing this, that Ice Cube Ice Cube <laughs> made an appearance there. And we, we all kind of were expecting it because he's... Tomorrow, he's though, we were expecting... Right, but not he's ex- today. No, well, not tonight, but because, well, I guess today because he's accepting the award, an award tomorrow. Yeah, that, okay. at the Hall of Fame, and the, by that time, it's probably not going to be worth it to go to a game. That's when true. That's the last true. game is at. But five I feel o'clock. like we were all ex- we were all thinking he was coming tomorrow. So it was. I don't know. It was kind of like a surprise when he just showed I up. I was thinking he was coming today. Okay. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> it was either just me and the rest of everyone else. You're the else, smart one. So. Or, uh, oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so he, Ice Cube was there, and that was huge. His son was there, too. And his son was there. Okay. And they gave a little speech afterwards about how great it was to watch Montverde and Periphery Prep. Um, and that was probably the game to watch because it was an intense game. Yeah. I noticed that Montverde was getting a little shaky like getting in their head a little bit and because they have had a comfortable extremely comfortable um lead in both of their games beforehand i hadn't seen them like that before yeah i don't know if that's the impression you got as well for the parts that i was paying attention (laughs) oh no because i was oh no yeah i think i think it's harder for them to get back into momentum when they get frustrated yeah like when they're on the court, kind of being like, "Oh, like if they miss a shot or something." Uh yeah, it's interesting. To s- it's interesting to see that. Right. <laughs> I don't know if that point made any sense. That didn't make any no, sense. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out, but it's just <laughs> I had a thought, and I think I lost it because I was trying to figure out what you were saying. <laughs> Um, this is the issue with doing these at midnight. <sighs> the simple things that Montverde would typically do in their games, they lost at times. That's what I was trying to say. That's that's nothing. What? <laughs> nothing that came out of your mouth no, there sounded <laughs> like that. I n- understand now that you're saying it and that <laughs> you're trying that. That's what you meant. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they lost that. Right. <laughs> also that occurred during this game was that VJ Edgecombe from Long Island Lutheran um, committed to Baylor live on ESPN. We couldn't I even see it. Well, yeah, because there's so many people surrounding them trying to get a photograph and video and I guess not video, but just photographs. Yeah. So I, 
right because they couldn't video. Right, media policies. <laughs> so many people were we, videoing, we could, by the way. I could call out the kid that was sitting next to me. Well, some well some people have vouchers mm, to do that. I don't know. That kid would, looked like he was about 10. And actually, no. The guy came over and was like, are you taking photos or videos? Photos. And the kid's like got his camera down here, obviously taking videos. But anyways, besides the point. Calling people th- out. Yeah, that 10-year-old, I was... I thought it was interesting, or I don't know. I thought it was cool the way that they did it. He's got like a uh, coat, over yeah, coat sweatshirt, a zip up sweatshirt, and then he kind of unzips it and he's got the shirt. It was cool. Uh, But yeah, I saw that on maybe ESPN. Right, we don't need to (laughs) flip. Um, and then there was Oak Hill Academy and Brewster made a close game. Um. Which I didn't find surprising because the difference between those teams and Montford was so far apart, but it was a, the same kind of distance. Two, I think they deserve credit. Two very qualified teams, though. They have very high talent. So um, we weren't able to see all that game, but a very close one. And that's what we hope for because then it makes it interesting. It's fun to watch. Yep. So, yeah. You got anything else? Okay, so to preview what is to come tomorrow, we have number three ranked Ace Bailey, uh, which is going to be fun to watch because there was talk about him going over Cooper Flag and Dylan Harper. And I still think that's ridiculous. <laughs> I do. I would say me too. You do too? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then the Boozer Twins are tomorrow. Yes. Who do they play for? Christopher Columbus. And what? I know which one's which now. You do. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so now when they're on the court, you'll be like, ah. <laughs> that one's, yeah. Uh, How, can I, may I ask something? <laughs> you may. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you know the difference? Is there something that like is noticeably different? Okay, they look nothing alike. <laughs> Which is funny. You're like, actually, they look, <laughs> I know. I knew before I was there. <laughs> Me I, down in the media room couldn't tell them apart. But no, they but look now. nothing alike. One's way taller than the other. They do have the same haircut. It's like the... It's like a mullet. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I also feel like they have completely different personalities. Mm-hmm. But, yep. Interesting. That's actually the same um, about, I feel, some people may feel differently or even Ace <laughs> and Cooper Flag <laughs> may feel differently. But I find that Ace is very different than Cooper, and I'm not really sure. It may be just because of the media, because I feel like Cooper is very media trained, where Ace isn't really that way. I agree. Even Dylan Harper, I would say, yep. is not media trained. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yep. That's all. All right. <laughs> Time to wrap this up. Oh, I guess we're wrapping up. Okay. Oh wait, Th- you can keep going if you have something else to say. No, I don't. So that concludes all the games um, for us to talk about. And tomorrow, there'll be five more games. One at 9, 11, 1, 3, and 5 o'clock. Um, if you want to see the schedule for those games, go on to the Birthplace Studios Instagram at birthplace underscore studios. Um, and w- actually, you'll have us back tomorrow. <laughs> So (laughs) you want to hear more shenanigans, you're going to hear us again. So uh, it's been Reese and Caitlin, and we're out, and we'll see you again for day five. Bye.